I'm speaking our prayers. He says, don't forget to pray. So we're going to do that right now. <laughs> Dear Lord, we're just so thankful for your presence. We're so thankful for the opportunity to um, come and celebrate you and who you are and reflect on you and reflect on your word, God. We pray, Lord, that during our time together this morning, you would uh, touch our hearts and prick our ears, God. Let none of us leave here unchanged. Let none of us leave here unmoved and unchallenged, Lord. I ask all these things in your name, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right. So I don't know about you. I don't know about you. But my times of prayer have varied over the years. Um, and they varied quite a bit, in fact. As, as, and, 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 I'm, and I'm hoping to give you like a little peek, a little a taste of how my prayers look and how they might look now um, as I've been on my uh, journey with Jesus. There's a lot to be said. There's a lot to be said about personal prayer, and I'm not going to cover all of it. In fact, we're just going to cover a little bit of it in our like 20 minutes here this morning. All right, so how many of you, how many of you have siblings? Maybe younger siblings. Okay, very good. This is good. Lots of people with young. I have younger siblings. It's great. Older siblings? Got people with older siblings? All right. Okay, everyone. This is good. All right. So how many of you, let's just, you know, just raise your hand. How many of you have siblings that are consistently nice to you? Like all the time. They just like love you to death. They're like super nice. They're like, they're like the most awesome people in the world. They're like that big, bigger little sister that everyone wants or brother. I had sisters, so it's always sisters. Okay, I got like one, two, maybe three people. Okay, this is good. This is good for you guys. Um, I wasn't that fortunate. I was not that fortunate. My mom would tell my sister and I, she'd say, guys, guys, Jacob, Rebecca. Now, I have two sisters, but one sister is just two years apart. And the other one is, you know, a little more than a decade. So, I mean, there was two of us that were pretty close together in age. And she would say regularly, she'd say, be nice. Be nice to one another. Be kind to one another. Every once in a while, she'd say, let's be loving. Which, I, I, as a kid, I didn't really understand that. It's funny, one time, one time, you know, I was a pretty chill dude, I thought. Maybe not. You asked my parents. But I felt like, you know, I was, you know, it took a while to, like, get me riled, to get me upset. But there would be times that my sister would, like, just kind of poke at me. And I'd resist, you know, I'd resist. Oh, okay, just ignore, just ignore. Jacob, just ignore. Okay, I'm just ignoring you. And, but eventually, from time to time, she would, like, get through my defenses. And she'd, like, set me off. In fact, one time she did it, and I, like, tackled her to the ground. And she was screaming, Mom, Mom, Mom. And I'm like, oh, I got to get her to stop screaming. So this is terrible. Don't ever do this. <laughs> I was, like, tackled her to the ground, and then I started, like, like drooling a little bit of spit. <laughs> you know? And I'd like suck it up. Like it was, it was totally clean, very sanitary. So she'd be on the ground going, mm, mm, mm. it was great. So, you know, that eventually stopped because you can't do that forever. And she'd go tell my mom, this was precious. This was, this, this is probably like one of the highlight lines of my childhood. 
My mom told her, bless her heart, she said, well, Rebecca, you play with fire, you get burned. I was the fire, and she got burned. It was pretty good, right? So you guys can use that with your kids. Good luck. You have more than one. Um, But every once in a while, every once in a while, my sister would be, like, super nice to me. Like, she would, like, hey, Jacob, can I, like, do something nice for you? Can I, like, you know, help clean your room or make you a sandwich or, you know, can I... Can I, like, do something for you? Like, how are you doing today? Tell me how you're doing. How's school going? Like, this is really, really weird. Like, what is going on? The first kind of times this happened, like, I, did, I wasn't clued into it. Like, what, what was actually going on here? And eventually, like, she'd be nice and it was good. And I'm like, oh, this is awesome. Like, I have a nice sister. This is great. And then, and then, guess what she did? She did. Ask me for something. Can I borrow this? Will you take me there? Will you help me with that? Oh, I thought you were being nice to me because we're brother and sister. Now, fortunately, we've matured and we're usually pretty nice to each other. So you do grow out of it. I think sometimes, at least for me, The way I approach prayer, the way I approach Jesus is kind of like that. Kind of like, oh God, I'll be really nice. I'll do good things if I could just have this. Sometimes I've thought of God like, well, maybe not thought of, but, but, um, but treated Jesus like a vending machine. Like, oh, just D4, please. Yeah, new car. That sounds good. How about C2? Yeah, that promotion at work. God, I really want that promotion. That would be great. Oh, E9. Yeah, I'm feeling not very good. God, could you just give me some health? I need some health right now. I remember one time. Now, see, you know, I was kind of a strange kid, if you can imagine. You guys have no trouble imagining this. I I imagine you have no trouble imagining this. Matt's laughing because he was strange too. (laughs) I'm going to tell you about Matt here in a minute and myself. This is great. So, you know, some kids, when they go to youth camp, they take like, you know, we had CDs back in the day, but, you know, they take like their music player. You know, we didn't have smartphones or anything like that. They take their CDs. If it was like a a studious kid, they like take their book and they'd read their book at youth camp or on a youth trip. You see, Matt and I... I'm, I'm looping Matt in on this now. This is good. At least I'm not alone, right? Matt and I, we would bring our computer magazines. This is what we did in our leisure time on youth trips and stuff. We would pour over these, you know, magazines of computers that I couldn't have or, you know, hope to afford, ever. I remember one time I was pouring over one of these computer magazines I said, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. I would just love to have this computer. I'll do anything for this computer. If I could just make X amount of money a year, like, I think I could afford this computer. Well, I got to tell you, I got to tell you, God does answer prayers. He does answer prayers. I have more computers now than I know what to do with. But that's what I thought of God. Like, growing up, it was like, you know, this is what I thought of Jesus. Like, I could come to him. I can ask him for stuff, and sometimes I get it. Sometimes I, did. I usually didn't, but often, you know, I, I, so I, it's not, 
We're trying, right? Now, it's not bad. It's not bad to ask God for help. It's not bad to uh, go to Jesus with family issues or health issues or a nourishment that we may need. Those aren't bad things. In fact, Jesus, if you recall, asked us to pray that the Lord would give us our daily bread, right? In his prayer, as he modeled prayer to us, he said, you know, give us this day our daily bread, right? So it's not bad to pray for the things that we need. It's not bad to play, pray, not play, pray for blessings. However, our prayers, they need to go beyond that, I think. My prayers need to go beyond that. God is not the genie in the lamp. He's not the vending machine. He wants to go deep. He wants to change us. In fact, C.S. Lewis, and if you don't know about C.S. Lewis, he was an atheist turned Christian apologist during World War II. He lived uh, in the last century during World War II. Became a Jesus apologist and theologian. He, He said, he was credited to saying this about prayer. He said, prayer does not change God. It changes me. See, our prayers, they're not meant to always change our circumstances or change, you know, the stuff we have or don't have. They're to change us fundamentally from the inside. Um, When Jesus taught, and let's just think back here, when Jesus taught his early disciples about prayer and how to pray, what was the first thing he said to pray for? What was the first thing? Does anybody know? Anybody? He said, when you pray, pray like this. He said, your kingdom come, right? Your kingdom come. And then the second thing he told us to pray for, the second thing was what? Your will be done. You guys have read this before. That's right. Your will be done. Before we pray for stuff, for people, for problems, we ask for his kingdom and we ask for his will. And what's his kingdom? What's his kingdom? It's his rule. It's his reign. It's his ethics. It's his behaviors. It's his attitudes towards things. It's his kingdom. It's, it's everything. It's heaven. And then the next thing is your will be done. In fact, if you recall, when Jesus was in his most dire hour, when he was overcome with grief and fear, what did he pray? This is right before he was arrested and then later crucified. What did he pray? He prayed to the Father, not my will, but yours be done. Not my will, but yours be done. You see, Jesus modeled this for us. He was like, he was going, going to go through some really tough stuff. And in the midst of that, he said, not my will, but yours be done. I'll admit, I do not pray this way as often as I should. I confess that I need, I need to learn to pray this way. Your kingdom come, your will be done. You see, we're inviting, when we say your kingdom come, we're inviting heaven to invade our lives, to change us, to transform us, to make us 
new. I don't know about you guys, but I confess, I need more of heaven in my life. I need more of heaven's ethics. I need more love. I need more peace. I need more of heaven. So how do we go about doing this? How do we go about getting more of heaven into us? How do we allow our prayers to change us? As C.S. Lewis thought, how do we do that? Jesus has some advice. Jesus has some advice. So we're going to look at that. This is in John 15, 5. Jesus said this to his earliest disciples. He said, whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do some things. Did he say that? Did any of you look this up? Someone's like, I don't think that's what he said. (laughs) This is good. Some of you folks have read the earliest words of Jesus. This is awesome. Okay. No, if you're on the, if you're, if you consider yourself a follower of Jesus, you're on the hook because Jesus didn't say this. He said, whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. We abide in one another, we bear much fruit. If we abide in Jesus and he abides in us, we bear much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Ooh, ouch. Like, I like to think that I can do some things, like on my own. But according to Jesus, if we're determined to follow after him, if we're determined to abide in him, we can do nothing without him. And I don't know about you guys, but I'd like to bear fruit. Like, I'd like my life to be worth something, to mean something, to leave a lasting mark on the world. And what's this fruit that Jesus talks about? I think, I think it's the fruit of the Spirit. Chief among those fruits is love. It's love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, self-control, those things. But the chief among them is love. And these things, guys, they last for like ever. For eternity, they never go bad. No one says, hey, you're loving me too much, man. Like, stop it. Stop being so kind to me. Like, I'm sick of this. You know what? You're really showing some great self-control. I wish you'd stop it. No one says that. Do they? No, no one says that. These are things that last. They remain. There's no law against them. And I, you know, I'd like to think that they... They help us transition into eternity, living out these things and these things bearing fruit, being evident in our lives. And the way to do that, Jesus says, is to abide in him, to remain in him and him in us. So how, I think the question remains, right? How do we abide? How do we allow our prayers to transform us? How do we allow our prayers to get more of heaven into us? How do we allow our prayers to abide, to to help us abide in Jesus? I have some thoughts, and I'm going to share one method, one sort of um, approach uh, to prayer that I have found incredibly helpful in my life. And I'm going to encourage all of you to give it a go. Give it a try. 
And um, that is in, in, in this kind of form of prayer, it's, it's been going on a really long time. It's centuries old. And it has helped me be a better follower of Christ. It's helped me better understand what Jesus is doing in my life and how he is transforming me and the things that he is inviting me into. So we're going to take a look at that. But before we do, um, I'm going to collect, we're going to collect our offering and connect cards. And I'm going to actually put one more thing on our ushers. So if, you're, if the ushers could come forward, hand them out. I have some handouts. Hey, Dave, you want to pass those? Thank you. Hey, John. Oh. Pass those out. Thank you. Oh, just you grab. Let me take one. Thank you. Okay. All right. We are so thankful for uh, your giving. We're a community-supported church. Um, so thank you for your generosity and all of your future help at WestFest. We are looking so forward to having a great time there and blessing people with not only capes, but also the good news of Jesus through nothing better than like, well, there is better, but you know, comic books are pretty rad. So um, we're super excited about that. So the first thing, uh, this, this like personal prayer uh, card that you all should have received, it goes through five steps of um, how to pray in a particular way. And this, this particular prayer is bent on reflection. Its, its aim is to reflect on really your day um, and what God may be trying to show you and do through you and change in you. So I'm going to kind of walk you through how I do it, how it's changed me in some ways. So I'm going to give you some examples. And then, you know, of course, I encourage you guys to give this a try. So the first thing, the first thing that we must remember, I think, before we come into any prayer, any, any, really anything that, that involves life in Jesus, is we need to recognize that Jesus loves us. There is nothing we can do to separate us from his love. Nothing. And that's amazing, because I think there's some things I could do to separate myself from, like, my wife's love. There's nothing I can do. There's nothing I can do to separate myself from Jesus' love. It is deep and wide and is always available to us. He loves you passionately. So much so that he gave his life for you, which is the ultimate demonstration of love. So the first thing that we ought to remember is that Jesus loves us. So as we go into our time of prayer, let's reflect on that. Reflect on the, on the love which God looks upon us with. The second thing, so step one. I think this is really important. I don't know about you guys, but when I like look at my life or someone else's life or a room even, like I can find all the things that are wrong with it. I can find all the tiles that are misplaced or you know the stains on the carpet. Sometimes you know people are like that too. Like, oh man, that, that person's weird. I don't know why they're weird. That person is kind of annoying. Like, we're good at this, right? We're, like, good at finding, like, fault in things. Like, oh, man, that car needs a paint job. Like, super bad. Maybe a new car. Like, we're good at this, right? We're good at, like, finding the, the bad in, like, any situation. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm not going to put that on you, but I'm just going to tell you, 
I'm like really good at it. Like I can go into any situation and like like find the bad and stuff. I can like look at my day and go, oh man, all that stuff bad, this bad stuff happened. Like that person made me mad. This, yeah, like it's really easy. So the first thing, the first thing I encourage you to do when doing this exercise is to be grateful. So what I do, and, and I, I typically do this in the evening, like right after I get done with work, look back at my day, I examine my day, kind of contemplate what was going on, but before I do that, I remind myself of things that happen during the day that I can be grateful for. Sometimes it's just a simple kindness of someone else. Sometimes it's the fact that my watch like woke me up and didn't wake up my wife, like that's something to be grateful for. Like it could be simple, like small things. It could be the taste of good coffee. Mmm, yeah, see I got an amen there. <laughs> There's a lot in our lives to be grateful for and I think that we would, do, we would do well to reflect on those things, to be grateful to God for them because... There's all, I mean, there's problems everywhere, right? And they're not hard to find. But I think it's worthwhile to be grateful. And in fact, you know, studies have shown, for what it's worth, that grateful people are happier people. They actually go through life as happier people. Surprising, I know. So think of a couple of things that you are grateful for. Next step, step two, is we ask Jesus. We ask Jesus for an insight and a strength that will make our time with him fruitful beyond anything we could do ourselves. I think that's awesome. It's like, hey, God, you know, I'm going to rely on your strength. As I kind of reflect on my day and my time in life, I recognize that I need you, that I need you to show me your ways. I need you to show me how you do things. Step three, and this is, this is kind of the meat of it, the meat of it, is to review the day. So I, like, normally start out from, like, the beginning of the day to the end of the day and just say, okay, well, what interactions did I have? What happened in my life? Who did I talk to? What meetings did I go to? You know, what classes did I attend? You know, that sort of thing. And as I review that, I look for what God may be doing in those, in those moments. Like, God... You know, I was like not very nice to that person. What is going on with me? Like I should have been nicer. I should have been more loving. In fact, one time, uh, you know, so I, I, I'm a manager, and uh, you know, I have folks that 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 I work with that um, you know report to me. And uh, one time, I was taking a, a colleague of mine to lunch, and um, you know, it was offsite. It wasn't very far. It was like maybe a five minute drive. We drove together. And uh, we were doing our one-on-one at lunch. It was great. We were like Zupas, and it was awesome because Zupas is awesome, right? Like you guys like Zupas. It's awesome. Like it's so happy there. I love that place. And they have strawberries, chocolate-covered strawberries. It was awesome. Like there was nothing not to like about Zupas. So, you know, we were talking and chatting, and I think we were talking about a, a promotion for somebody that was on his team, and I was asking questions about it, and you know, I thought it was like going really, really well. Like, you know, you know we're having this dialogue. It was like really good. And, uh, and right in the middle, I think of a sentence that I was saying, you know, about this situation that we were dialoguing about. He slams his hand down on the table and goes, this one-on-one -on -one is over. You're not listening to me. I'm like, oh my. <laughs> like, I feel like I need to draw you maybe an org chart right now because 
Anyway, sorry, bad joke. <laughs> Suffice it to say, it made for a very awkward car ride back to the office. <laughs> um, but as I reflected on that at the end of my day, I asked the Lord, okay, well, what are you trying to show me through this reaction? Now, normally, like left to myself, I'd say, oh, you know, that guy's just nuts and, you know, whatever, and I'm the boss and, you know, blah, 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 blah. Right? Like most of us, I, I don't think that's like an atypical response. Um, but no, I was reflecting on that. It was, you know what? I, I recognized because I reviewed that situation that I needed to do a better job of listening to verbal cues, to body language. I was probably like talking past him the entire time. And I didn't recognize it at the time, but because I, I took just a little bit out of my, at the end of my day to reflect on that interaction, the Lord used it and all future interactions that I had with him and others in the future. It was awesome. See, I think the Lord, you know, sometimes he does like really radical things in our lives. He changes us. He delivers us. He delivers people from addiction. He's done that with me. And then there are times where it's a little more incremental. It's like baby steps. And I think we run the risk. If we don't take time to like push pause and review like, what happened in our day, we miss those signs. We miss those opportunities to correct and to better follow Jesus and by doing so to get more of heaven into us. Sometimes I find things like when I review my day that I didn't like, like, man, I was kind of a jerk to that person. I was like, not very nice. I need to work on that. So it's just, it's a really, and again, this takes like five minutes. It's just really nice to sit before Jesus and say, okay, Lord, show me, show me how I could have done my day better. Show me how I did my day well. And then, you know, the next step is to ask for forgiveness. As things come up that you didn't like, I say, oh God, I need help with that. I need help with, help with listening to people better. Forgive me. I need help. And he is faithful. I'll tell you guys, he is faithful. He removes the burdens of our heart. We ask him and he'll do it. He's been faithful with me. And then the last step, step five, we look to the following day and we plan concretely to live it according to Jesus' loving desire for our lives. Say, okay, God, I have one more. I have another day that I can live out the ethics of your kingdom I have another day that I can, you know, get a little more of heaven into me and into the world. So I want to encourage you guys, just as you go about your week this week, do this for five minutes at the end of your day and see what the Lord shows you and see what the Lord does. Because I, I believe that he's faithful. We ask him for help and he's super faithful to, to, to give it to us, especially if it's, it involves changing us from the inside our attitudes, our motives, our desires. <laughs> and I invite the worship team to come forward as we kind of close up. You know, it's funny. This is kind of the, the thought I want to leave you with um, as we kind of wind down our service together. Um, my wife and I, we recently had a, a, a new kiddo. Her name is Zuri, and she is awesome. And this funny thing happens when you have kids. 
This funny thing happens when you have kids. Like, people come over to your house. People that, like, because, you know, people like newborns, apparently. People that I didn't even know liked us, like, came over to our house. And sometimes they brought us stuff. Like, it was really awesome. See, I think that, you know, us human beings, we really like new things. Like, I don't, I know of no one who says, hey, hey, I'm coming over to your house today to visit with your teenager. Not only would that be a little weird, but no one does that. No one wants to come see your teenager and like, you know, like, like they're old now. Like, no one wants to do that. Like, maybe they're friends and they're busy and they're on the phone and all this stuff. Like, no friend of mine's going to say, hey, you know, we really want to visit with Zuri. Like, you know, when she's like 17. Okay, maybe one person. But no, seriously, I think, you know, we like, we like new things. New things are awesome. In fact, we had a lot of people tell us, hey, you know, these times when they're little and you just hold them, just, just savor them because they, 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 uh, they go by so quickly. I think a little bit of that, a little bit of that is the heart of God and that he's in the business of making old things new. He's in the business of transforming people from the inside out and making them a new creation. That's what he does. And prayer, it has the ability, if we let it, if we sit before God, say, God, how, how, how can I change? Show me your ways. He can transform us. He'll use that to transform us into something new. Something that, you know, years from now, we won't recognize. You think, you know, we like, like, big changes. I don't know about you, but I like big changes. Like, oh, let's just go from A to Z, like, right now. But the truth is, most things in life, like hard things in life, they take time. They take habit. You know, I, you don't go from, like, couch potato to marathon runner overnight. It doesn't happen. Our transformation into something new takes time. And I encourage you... Um, to take that time to allow the Lord to transform you, to make you new, to renew you, to show you um, areas that you can change, to show you areas that um, he has changed. It's an awesome thing. So let's, uh, let's worship and I'll, um, I'll close us up. Oh Lord, we're so grateful, God, for your presence. We ask you, Lord, that you would, um, just during this week, God, that you would continue to mold us and make us into people more like you, that reflect your glory, that possess a bit of heaven, heaven's ethics and ways, Lord. So, Lord, we ask that you would just come and you touch us now, God. We're so thankful, God, for your ability to change us and transform us. Lord. God, I pray that you would increase our faith. You'd increase our faithfulness. you give us boldness, Lord. To be the men and women that you have called us to be, God. 
We ask all these things in your name. Amen. Amen. All right, well, thank you all. Um, If any of you have any prayer needs, we love the opportunity to pray for you this morning. We have our prayer team here. Um, If you're new, I'd like to visit.